0: Hello, and welcome to Warhammer Workshop. My name is Amy, and I am joined, as always, by our very own member of the uh, Adeptus Administratum, JF. JF, hello. <laughs> oh,
1: yes, this is exactly my life, a hell, of, <laughs> a hell of bureaucracy.
0: Yeah, bureaucracy and
1: paperwork. I've I've told you my theory that if ever there should be a fifth... Uh... A fifth demon god of mm-hmm. chaos it should be uh the god of uh, of bureaucracy and it's already <laughs> at work in the Indian the imperium yeah yeah and it's winning
0: <laughs> we'll get to the possibility of a fifth chaos god uh at some point today so we're mm-hmm. gonna things are a little different this week in that we are rolling our preview review into our regular episode because on the regular side of things, it's a little bit quiet, which is understandable after having seen
1: this. I mean, preview. we could have vamped for an entire half hour on Louise's uh, apron, <laughs> which and that would not, have been fine.
0: She's not the only one who had it. Somebody else, it looks like they were in like the warehouse or whatever, was also wearing one, and I'm, mm, I'm worried it's yeah, like a I'm... GW holiday gift, like, and I'm. Sad about it because it's great.
1: It is pretty damn good. Like wait, like the thing is like as much as I'd like to say I bake enough for two aprons, I don't already have a cool apron. Mm, I yeah.
0: uh, never wear an yeah. apron when I bake, but I want it anyway.
1: Yeah, no, you're you're at a stage where you can probably collect aprons. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> you're fine. You're good. It's it's okay.
0: Um so you and I stayed up. To the middle of the night to watch Adam and Alex, who's the new lore master guy, who got up in the middle of the night to do a preview. Um, yes,
1: it was clear these guys were up in the middle of the night.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and that's fine. That's fine. No,
1: no, it's good. I look, listen, I'm there for the pretty models, mm-hmm. not the, um, not not the English-accented uh, hijinks.
0: You missed Sleepy Wade that time because you got to see the real one. Um, and that was really yeah. good, but. it's cool. It's cool.
1: It's fine. So
0: we had a preview, and there was a lot of stuff. It's a very chaos heavy preview, like not entirely, but it was chaos heavy.
1: But I mean, as much as I'm always annoyed that there's too much chaos in Warhammer forty k, they have been kind of on a diet recently. Yeah. Like, all we get is teasers of things to come, Mm -hmm. so getting a, a bigger teaser.
0: There's a variety. Yeah. First up, we have the World Eaters Codex. We knew this was coming. This is our first look at it, and there's it's some good art. It is as many skulls as you would expect, and yet maybe somehow still not enough skulls.
1: It's, it's strange for codex covers that I'm, I've am i reached a point where, like the first few codexes of this edition, I go, oh man, the cover art is really on point. And although it's not like the quality has gone down, but I've gotten used to it. It's like, yeah. this is just as good as some of the earlier, <laughs> if not better. And yet I am somehow less excited because of course it's that good.
0: They did point out there's a little guy just down to the side that's, like, trying to hand this Chaos Lord, I assume, or whatever, a, or Berserker, whoever he is, a, a skull. He's like, here, I, br- I brought you this one. I found like,
1: it. I drew your name in the Christmas exchange.
0: <laughs> I hope you like it.
1: I hope you like it. I, I figured, because you have a lot of them on your desk. Yeah. Like, a lot.
0: But you didn't have this one. This one is Paul.
1: Yeah, this one. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> HR's been talking about it.
0: <laughs> so we also got a look at um, the rest of the new models that are coming. Because we did know that there was more than just the Berserker.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's an entire codex of a specific legion. Yeah, so.
0: so there had to be more. Yeah. So these are the eight bound. And I, I, I guess the lore is that they take a... A chaos space marine they put them in a box they plug some there's a song
1: about this
0: yeah they plug some um some things into their heads and then they pump eight demons into them you know
1: and then whatever comes out of the box is one of these dudes yeah exactly now one of the things they didn't go into um, during the preview is explaining why eight demon, and why that this that, is this important?
0: Isn't that corn's number? Isn't corn eight?
1: Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Korn Corn is eight, and like nowhere did they mention that. So if if you're someone who's kind of new to forty k, yeah. like you you've been in forty k for a year and a half, yeah. and like you're looking forward to this, like the the, the numbers for the various chaos gods while they're still in the lore they they don't get as mentioned that they used to be yeah like there used to be a time where you would get bonuses for having the correct number of space marines or demons in a unit right if it matched your your chaos god's number
0: nurgle seven right uh
1: nurgle is seven
0: which is why um, i I did the like nine
1: i did the like
0: why are there seven dudes in a box that's so random oh right
1: Right. Exactly, and I believe that Zench is six. Yeah, so like six, seven, eight, nine.
0: And so yeah, and then there's like an an ascended form, I guess, um, where if they're like extra demony, um, and you and get th- bonus demon points. Yeah, if you got bonus demon points, um, and those are the exalted eight bound. They're now, more dangerous, more, more demonic. More
1: gross. Yeah, one of the things that I really like about this kit, because I'm assuming this is the same kit. Yeah. Is they're clearly world eaters. They're not just, hey, this is corn. Right. Like the same way like the, the 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 thousand sons have their old like Egyptian thing with eyes and stuff. These guys, you'll notice the collar of their uh, mm-hmm. their armor is teeth like a mouth, like the world eater logo so i guess their heads the world yeah in this case yeah Um, but i mean the iconography is clear and that's what's important
0: oh absolutely there's a dude with like a blade coming out of his hand like a circular saw blade but it's also Mm -hmm. a mouth and i can't there's a lot of mouths
1: yes if this is not
0: your thing um it's gross
1: uh i I, I, I get the willies when there's too many teeth on yeah. things that shouldn't have teeth.
0: Yeah, this one guy with the big long pike has an awful lot of teeth Yeah, I'm, I don't it's, I'm
1: thankful it. that this is painted kind of guard, You know, Games Workshop cartoony with big bright reds yeah. and things. Yeah. Someone who wants to make this look really, really creepy could do a job that would send shivers down my spine.
0: Mm-hmm. So, given that we are sort of having a... a resurgence of the chaos cultist it turns out that world leaders have their own which is cool
1: unexpected though.
0: unexpected but cool um so it's, these it's, are the cool. jackals
1: because uh, my my expectation was that if any mortal humans were to be hanging around with um servants of corn the servants of corn would see their skull and their blood as more valuable than whatever service they can provide
0: yeah yeah, yeah not and these yet, guys no um, there's an interesting thing on the community page about these guys we're underneath the picture of all of these cool guys it says if you think they look nasty now wait until you see what they can do when they're all juiced up on stems I- mm. good times
1: Good and times you notice on their back they have these tanks mm-hmm. of what looks like blood and apparently that's the stims and mm-hmm. those tanks also have eight drops of world eater blood in them to give them even more power and a bigger connection to corn yeah have you ever given blood
0: <laughs> um i I haven't not like for reals only so for medical purposes but yeah
1: right. So the thing is I don't know if they get all of this pumped of them, <laughs> but that is a lot of blood and they would have high blood pressure from this.
0: My assumption which... is it's like it's almost like portable dialysis they just filter out the human and put in the demon and okay just filter it through there's a also and an like outlet.
1: i because I was thinking, like, if have you, ever you've seen someone suffering from really high blood pressure, they do have kind of a corn thing going yeah, with, like, yeah, the true. veins and the that's red true. face.
0: You're
1: right. <laughs> and often very angry. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. Anyways, no, I mean, it's cool. And I, I suspect not everybody is going to paint this. Like, some, some genius painter is going to paint the tanks that they have a liquid of a certain color but you can see the drops of red yeah. blood in them sort of dissipating like someone's going to pull that yeah. and it's going to be amazing and I'm going to be angry yeah. which works because corn yeah
0: we've also got the Lord on the juggernaut we've seen the the demonic version of this kit before um, but now this is the more Marini version um, and I, I do love a juggernaut. These were some of the first models I ever had. And, uh, yeah, very good time. Someday I will pull them back out.
1: Today is not that I, day. Now, what I'm, what I would love to, is if I still knew Vincent Rudon, who painted, like, the legendary, um, magma mm. version of the original kit of that. Yeah. I would love to see what he would do with that today, but I haven't heard of Vincent like, ages so i don't yeah. know i don't know what he's doing i don't know if he's still in the hobby um but it is it's it's nice to see the not getting a proper kit i guess yeah
0: no he's cool um so then of course you've got you know the the regular stuff is also in the codex the land raiders the demon engines the terminators demon prince
1: lord which, of skulls
0: lord of skulls
1: which everybody hates for some reason I but i don't
0: love that model <laughs> Like, do you
1: think it's I, kind of funny looking? It's very 40k, yeah. and I mean, it is taken verbatim from like an epic thing, so
0: sure.
1: And I mean, what, what were you going to give him like legs?
0: No, no,
1: no. He's <laughs> I like, I, I, it, it's one of those kids that suffers from bad, um, positioning of the yeah. limbs. That's because true. I've seen him modeled, um, some people have converted him to Nurgle, and they gave him like a, a bulkier look. Uh, someone else, I saw like a, a version where the upper body is sort of leaned forward a bit, and one of the hands is pushed forward, the other one is back. like A, a little bit like the guy on the juggernaut that you see on screen right. right now, where he looks like he's got motion to, like you can imagine those threads on the tank portion are just working overtime to push him into battle.
0: I think it's the tiny waist that I have a pro- like. It's a tiny waist that is a also a gun, I mean, and I think that that's out. the part that looks a little silly to me.
1: <laughs> yeah, it. I I don't know that something of corn should have guns that much. Mm. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, you shooting from the belly is a very epic thing too. Like if you could yeah. look at Gargans and things. That's true.
0: On cannons. the Sigmar side of things. Uh, we have a new battle tome for the beasts of chaos.
1: Um,
0: I it. I like the beasts of chaos. Yay! Uh, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. Um, we did also get a brand new beast lord, which the video that they showed for this had a bunch of like actual baby goats in it, and it was very good. And
1: I did the like that baby goats just destroying things. To be specific.
0: It was very good. Um, I do actually really like this model. I think it would be a fun one to paint, like to really paint, like to really paint. I think he's got a lot of potential, um, almost like some of those Gargant models do, but he's not that sort of commitment level. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? It has that same variety of textures and and little bits and greeblies, and he's got a severed head hanging off of his belt. and. That kind of thing. And so it's that same sort of variety of stuff, but on a smaller scale.
1: Yeah. And there's one of the things I find important when painting a fig just for the fun of it is like there's a clarity to what is what on the fig.
0: Yes. Yeah. I hate when I have to go like look it up, be like, what is this? Yeah. It's like
1: now detail that's interesting. Like this guy has the armpit hair of a freaking. Yeah. God.
0: Yeah, he does. Yeah. Um. So they're getting a, a a bit of a buff. This is we are in the age of beasts right now in Sigmar, so that stands to reason. So these guys are coming soon, but they are not the only new battle tome that was announced. We also have the new Gloomspite Gits fan favorite, Gloomspite Gits.
1: Now here's the thing, like you and I are clearly more uh, more excited about the Gits than we are about the beastmen. Yeah, uh, might have to do with some of the kits that we're going to see in a second. Mm-hmm. But is that fair of us?
0: No, probably not. But oh, okay.
1: <laughs> but it it is like it is a bit of a disappointment though that like if you're if you're a beastman player and you're say you're you're finally like here's your battle tome,
0: and, your and here's guy. the
1: one fig you get for your battle tome. Yeah. Like you wait years to get a new Battle Tome for the net new edition. Usually, with a new book comes new figs, and you're like, Oh man, are we gonna get like a, a massive beast? Or are we gonna? You, you've seen what they've done for gargants, gargants get their king of the gargants and all that stuff. Yeah, like everybody's getting such cool figs. You just saw what like the world leaders are getting. It's like, Oh man, we're going to get a beast! <laughs> you, get, <laughs> you do get a beast, I go, but... a goat boy. Yeah, you get a little good boy. He's very good. He's very good.
0: Now, I've been waiting for new spiders for a long time. I want <laughs> spider riders because the current kits are very much modeled in that rank and file way that mm-hmm. fantasy used to be. Um, We got they riders. They're very dynamic. No, they're not. And that's fine. But not for my purposes. And we did get riders, but they're wolf riders. They are amazing. That woven banner is lights out good. Like that's cool. Yeah, I love. It's, that cool. they it's
1: dynamic. That. It's textured. It's not one of those flat banners that we're used to seeing, mm-hmm. or worse, flat banners with like sculpted three D things on it. Yeah, their little shields are adorable.
0: They're so cute, and they all have their own like individual stuff on them. Mm-hmm. They've got teeth. Usually for... teeth. Usually teeth, but they've got. There's different kinds of teeth. They've got their favorite teeth on there. Uh, we've got <laughs> a very important doot to doot boy, which every army needs to have a doot to doot.
1: Music is important in yeah. war.
0: The uh, the internet loves those guys. And yet, these are somehow not the only goblins that we saw, because we have the next underworld's war band. Oh no, we don't.
1: No, wait, wait, we oh, I don't. We did a bad we job. Don't. Ah, oh, it's fine. Everybody will forgive you because your voice is soothing.
0: <laughs> we got the Battle Tome Roadmap. So we have the Slaves to Darkness book that is coming out, just came out last week with the box. I don't know if it's out separate yet. Uh, we have the Beasts of Chaos and the Gloom Spite for winter. In the spring, we've got an Order Battle Tome, two Chaos Battle Tomes, a Death Battle, and then two Death Battle Tomes, followed by another Order one in the summer. Now,
1: um <laughs> is it me or is spring loaded?
0: That's a lot of battle tomes.
1: So a lot of battle tomes. I mean, if you're someone who gets one of those battle tomes announced for um for Age of Sigmar, you're probably not expecting a really thick release. Right? Then again, what else are they going to be releasing in spring? Like we maybe that's it. Maybe maybe spring is all about Age of Sigmar as far as models are concerned it
0: could be it could be and that
1: might not be the worst thing ever like we've said that we would like a break before we before the reset all the codexes for 40k please don't games workshop
0: don't, don't. god
1: damn it like don't. we can
0: you can you can start reissuing new ones that's fine we can we can just go around the horn again but don't don't nuke everything Again.
1: Don't don't nuke everything. I would much rather see supplements to codexes, like keep iterating on the FAQs and the data slates. Yeah. I don't want to start my collection over. I want new things, not rebuying old things. We've been over this. It's mm-hmm. just
0: I mean, that's basically what they do with what they've been doing with Sigma, right? Is like new ones will come out and like every so often you'll have basically version two of the same edition. And that's I'm fine with that. We did it with am- Chaos and Space mm. Marines in the last edition. And that's fine. That's fine. As long as you make it worth it. Because that's... The- yeah.
1: And, and I think that is their... Like, we're going a bit on a tangent. But I think that is the kind of conundrum they have. Is that when they want to update a codex. Even if, like, oh, this codex works. This army works. But we need to change a few things but we can't issue a new book and only change a few things we need to change a bunch of things and that's why how we wind up always having new codexes that redefine an army from top to bottom and i don't want that yeah i want to play tyranids and i want to keep playing tyranids And if there's changes to how the tyranids work i want it to be small adjustments to the general feel of the army mm. and then just give me new units and new models right that that's all the collector wants in yep. my opinion
0: this is this is a lot though
1: it's a lot like of everything that's there and that's nine tomes on the screen only one of them is out right now yeah it means eight more tomes in what looks to be like it's it's three seasons but i mean yeah it's a lot it's a lot it's almost a baltom a week because we're not gonna see like if if we're seeing this in winter like we're not seeing much of this like we're gonna see one in december and one in like january
0: or january and february and then it's, yeah start the rollout in, in March. spring
1: five after the big old me, Adepticon
0: preview nuts. Mm. <laughs> uh, so now, I'm
1: curious to see how that's going to roll out.
0: Now, uh, now we do have more goblins. Yes. <laughs> um, so we have the next Underworlds Warband, and it's Grinkrax Loon Court. <laughs> so these are the Loon Knights, and they go on quests, and. They have the labyrinth bitey thing on a stick. They have a a mushroom blowgun, is what I'm going to call it.
1: Mm-hmm. uh Adam. I mean, it's it's a it's a, it a thingy, yeah. but also I think it spits spores.
0: Yeah, it looks like or poison. It it doesn't look good. Yeah. Um, there's the <laughs> the squigapolt.
1: Yes, which is, I believe, my favorite. I know a lot of people like the squig on a stick.
0: The squig on a stick is good, but I do like the squigapult. I like the squigapult because it looks very much like they're going to pull that back and let go, but that squig is just biting onto the string, and so it's not actually going to go anywhere.
1: I don't think it's biting onto this on the string, but I because can you imagine like squigs are little balls of hunger and rage Mm -hmm. like they're they're hangry hangry is what squigs are yes and someone's just throwing one in your face
0: so I was playing a little more Shooters blood and teeth last night and that's what your your stick bombs are they're bomb squigs and they're just angry and they follow bad guys around and bite, bite 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 until they explode and that is a very similar feel yes I do love there's a shield that the squigapults people are sort of that it's mounted on that they're hiding behind and the mushrooms on that are a plus these are very good mushrooms
1: well i love how games workshop has really leaned like i mean the 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 big guy in this has a tactical mushroom he does which is a bad idea mushrooms are not that solid (laughs) this guy's going to he's going to crush this and slip on it and fall (laughs) on his ass And that is going to be the most gobo thing to do.
0: I don't know. I mean, orcs are pretty solid mushrooms. (laughs) Mushrooms in Warhammer are a little different. He also has one at the end of his spear. It's very good. Yes. I think I might paint mine so that that glows.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Which is probably his claim to fame. I have a glowy mushroom on Uh my stick. Uh That means I'm the king.
0: From the world of boxed games, we move over to the Ashwaist Nec- Necromunda with the House Cawdor. Uh walkers, I guess, is what we'll I call them. I suppose legs, mechanical yeah, legs. they are mechanical legs. All
1: right. These manage to look both silly and not silly at the same time. I love and I am not so much. Sure. The fact that you love them makes me think they probably look silly.
0: Yeah. So... I think they, but they could, they could look not silly if you wanted them to. I think a lot of it is the posing also, right? Yeah. Like the ones that have their legs kicking out the back are decidedly a little sillier than the other ones. Mm. But they also have the patented grenade on a stick, which is also very silly, and that's fine. But what I like about these is that it, because we talked about on previous episodes, what are they going to do for other gangs because everything has been very motorcycly with the exception of the ashway snowmads that are riding big bugs Mm -hmm. but it's been a very motorcycly atv kind of thing and so it's like even some hover
1: stuff which is yeah supposed to be rare
0: but now we've got these guys and their little their little mechanical legs and um that i feel like that opens up all of the possibilities It does. Like, it can go anywhere from here.
1: While the quality of the painting on these guys in this example is good, Mm -hmm. I feel that there's a lack of uniformity that makes them look 20% less cool than they would otherwise.
0: I think that's, I mean, that's a choice, right? It is. is. The idea is that they're they're building them out of whatever they can find. You know what I mean? But I mean, even, even
1: the dudes themselves are not they're not all wearing the same color. Right. Like they don't have that uniform look that you kind of assume that you see in a war band for Necromunda, which is, I mean, like, again, that is also a choice, right? But I feel it sells it less because to to me, like I, I look at these guys and they've got their very makeshift rebreather. They're mm-hmm. mostly wearing cloth and their weapons are very makeshift. It almost doesn't look Kador enough. And it looks a bit Ash Waste Warrior.
0: Yeah. You're right. I do see that.
1: So, I'm saying, like, I'm eager to see what people are going to do when they paint them to match the rest of their cow um, right. door.
0: I do like that they've addressed, so they've got the frag lance, both primed, and then once you do use that grenade on the end of your stick, you do still have a big stick. Yes. And that is fairly, that is fairly useful.
1: Probably slightly splintered towards the, the end.
0: Yeah, very sharp.
1: Yeah, one, one of the missed opportunities on, on the Things with the armor. Like, Ka- 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 or are very uh, highly religious. Like, I would have loved to see, like... Iconography. An, yeah, some iconography. Some, like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel that's that's kind of a bit what's missing here. Yeah. They're cool. These, these are going to be great orc models.
0: They are going to be amazing orc models. I've already seen people talking about it. And yeah, of course. It's great. Um, there's a painter I follow whose name escapes me who's doing... He does um, Grotz... They're like grot revolutionaries and he's mm. I believe running them gonna run them as guard. And so these are gonna be his rough riders.
1: It's going yes. to be quite good. Yes. See, my first thought was you put some grots on there and you call those mega knobs. Yeah. But of course, mega gits in this case. Of course. Um, and slap on some some things on them. Anyways. All
0: right. I'm not gonna the lie.
1: Possibilities are endless.
0: I've kind of been Getting through the other stuff to get to where we are now. <laughs> I know, and I have been
1: intentionally I know, stretching out. And
0: it's very good as
1: much not, by giving the people information mm-hmm. and entertainment. No, but I have been delaying this to annoy you <laughs> because I know this is this is your ice I the icing on the cake for you. Very excited for me too. Like obviously, I'm looking forward to this.
0: All right. The arcs of Omen. We're finally getting some more details on this. So the last preview, we got the teaser trailer for what arcs of Omen... But not even for what arcs of Omen is. We did... They did talk to us about how it's a campaign and how it's run on the... It, it takes place in Space Hulks, and so it's run on the Kill Team Terrain, which mm-hmm. I'm sure will be also released separately. But well, yes, we
1: they, they've already announced, like, they're putting out this big terrain kit yes.
0: for it. And so they... But we didn't know a ton beyond that. Well, now we know the first the first three books. It's the first three books of the Arcs of Omen campaign. And it's Abaddon, Angron, and Vashtor. Uh, mm. hmm
1: Okay. So, so what they've told us so far is the idea is Abaddon, in his angry, angry quest to destroy the Imperium, um, yeah. has recruited... Vashtor, which we'll get to who he is, but he's an important demon guy. He's essentially the I, I like the, the analogy they give that he's basically the arms merchant of yeah. chaos. Yeah. Which is terrifying in and of itself.
0: We got that that super teaser at the end of the last preview with the like I am the Arcafane yes. and the silhouette and oh my
1: god. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm so and they've been going around capturing space hulks and uh refit first of all clearing them and then refitting them with things to create a fleet of space hulks space hulks ungoverned undirected when they appear in a system already spell doom because they're huge monstrosities, like planetoid sized ships or amalgamations of ships there's Things in there, entire civilizations, infestations of of, of or gene stealers or other things. Orcs use them mm-hmm. to move an entire wa from one part of the galaxy to another random one because orcs don't care.
0: Various scavengers.
1: So there's like there's a lot going on in a space Hulk, but if you put it under the control of chaos or at least marginal control of chaos and make a fleet of them. That's terrifying, and Abaddon's had success salvaging spaceships to use to destroy Imperium things. I mean, that's how he got. He, that's how he busted Cadia, right? Like by using one of the Blackstone Fortresses he captured. I kind of hope Blackstone Fortresses come back, mm. um, because I mean, there's still some out there, and there's still there's some cool stuff that they kind of hinted at years ago in that board game. Anyways,
0: I mean, and so we're looping back around to the forty K side for warhammer quest so
1: Uh, i mean look maybe we're getting warhammer 40k warhammer quest uh 40k uh space hulk this time around yeah and that would all fit into the uh the setting Mm -hmm. so that's what that first book is going to be about and that's cool because space hulks is something that's always been like teased and played around with kind of like on the periphery there's some really good books I mean, one of my favorite 40k books that happens on a space hulk um i play terranids so like gene stealer space hawks like that's yep. that's the, the core of that lore so it, it's going to be interesting
0: mm-hmm. so we've got a bit of a timeline here so we've got abaddon and angron in the winter vashtor and then and then a redacted ordo xenos book for book four now, there are some there's some characters at the bottom of this seal that they've put here that I have not had time yet to sit down and look at because it means something because it always means something. Yes. So I, I'm going to look at it, but
1: I don't know yet. And this has me excited because, okay, Abaddon is one of those chaos characters I couldn't care less about. Sure. Um, I'm sorry for anyone. Like I prefer... Horus Horus is a more interesting character. Yeah. Abaddon is just
0: I mean his name edgy yeah. The way that they pronounce it like the actual games workshop is Abaddon. Like a a a bad one. Like that is literally his name and that's about it.
1: <laughs> it's it, it's mostly that he gives me very frustrated edgy teenager vibes sure he's ten thousand years old he should probably seek a therapist like <laughs> it like it's ser- he seems seriously like just he's angry for reasons that are kind of hard to put together like if i look at most other chaos things like they they're weird they're chaosy and they're evil but in ways that are coherent he's just sure. angry at the emperor but yeah He's angry at the emperor. He's angry at his father, who almost killed the emperor. He's I I don't I don't find him compelling as a character. Sure. So already like eh whatever. Angron a little more interesting because like there's this whole thing where he seems to be trapped in the rage of corn. Like right. he was tricked into it. Mm-hmm. And like this is this ten thousand year prison in a way, so there's there's something more interesting. So the second book on Angron, all right, I'm kind of in, but it's still chaos, not my favorite thing. But Until... then third book is Fat Vashtor, which
0: you want to talk about Vashtor?
1: Let's talk about Vashtor, and we'll get back to Ordo Xenos because obviously I want to talk about that.
0: Let's talk about Vashtor. <laughs> Vashtor, the archifane. I, so, if you'll remember, <laughs> um, after the the sort of teaser preview at the end of the last event, I lost my mind about the Dark Mechanicum. And I still, I, I still have very big hopes. Very big hopes. So Vashtor is sort of, they describe him as a demigod. He is not one of the Chaos Gods. He is not aligned with any of the Chaos Gods. But the Chaos Gods all find him very useful because he's real good at demon engines and technology and weapons and all of that. Now, I I've always been hard pressed to tell like to pick out my favorite chaos god, right? Like cuz they're all they're all pretty good. Like I think it's probably Zeug, but also Slaanesh is great. And Nurgle's Nurgle's cool and then there's also Corn, but this guy, this guy, this guy feeds off of like creation and making things and he's got this like compulsion and i was like yes this this is my chaos god this i understand
1: i i believe to describe him a bit as the um not chaos god be the aspiring chaos god of curiosity and invention Mm -hmm. like to a certain degree it's you can see And this is where, like, there's a lot of fun theories because, like, let's let's say this because I can see someone like um, Fabulous Billy Mm -hmm. Fabulous Bile switching allegiances to this guy because Fabulous is all about curiosity gone wrong. Yep. And his aesthetic would not be out of place. Mm hmm moving towards us and one of the clarifications they made like this is not a demon prince this is not an ascended human this is this is a demon created like basically formed from the the the, the fumes and the the pollution and the exhaust of factories and and manufacturums so
0: yeah this is the physical manifestation of all of these things that have created rifts in the warp, you know what I mean, like disturbances, like they even talk about like even making the primaris marines is a thing that would give Vastor strength,
1: yeah, whenever someone looks too deep mm-hmm. into technology, it strengthens strengthens Vastor, which is a very chaos god thing, yeah,
0: to get. yeah, oh.
1: And so he's, so he's basically an amalgamation of machine on which is stretched out the, what did they say? Like the skin and the flesh of the people sacrificed to him.
0: Basically,
1: yeah. Makes you wonder how many times like did he did he have to sacrifice things to him to keep him fleshed? I mean, constantly.
0: It could be. Um, he's got. There's a lot of the rumor engines that have been shown here by mm-hmm. the way. Uh, he's got the exhaust pipes like a lot of the demon engines have. He's got big claws. He has these giant wings that do not fly. They're spidery and bladey and oh my god. And his hammer can both create and destroy because that's what hammers do. And I, mm, I also like how the way that they've posed him is he's got that sort of same hunchback that like Call and the other tech priests have like there is yes there is a lot of that mechanicum language in there and so i hope like ultimately if vashtor is all we get out of this like that's fine and he's a beautiful model and i will be very happy with it
1: but it wouldn't take much for games workshop to give rules like here's Uh Vastor, and if you take vashtor you can then take all of these demon engines from chaos codexes and then and all of these other things from the ad mech and mash them together into your own and then maybe
0: maybe put out a put out an upgrade sprue
1: maybe i mean for
0: the like i I mean you don't need it like you can definitely do it without but I, I could see a demonic upgrade sprue for, say, the Skitari kit. That'd yes. be easy. Easy peasy. So good. Yes.
1: And, and there's a lot to say about, like, the future of this character. Because here's the thing that chaos has kind of been lacking to a certain degree mm-hmm. is technological ambition and yeah. hunger. Mm-hmm. Like Mars is an obstacle to chaos on the way to Terra. Yeah. But to Vashdr, Mars becomes a goal. It becomes the prize. Right. Like imagine being like for, for if you look at it from the point of view of Vashdr, like being able to corrupt Mars itself, the mm-hmm. seed of the Ad Mech. Oof. Yeah. yeah. That's a lot. It's I. I mean, we're talking about increasing his power, and we we do hear about like. Like there is that old thing with this vault on Mars that the Necrons at one point tried to attack. Yep, is like was that a shrine to Vastor that the Necrons were trying to to take out? And there were the, even um, even Adam and, and and other guy whose name escapes me right now yes. and Alex. Like they did mention that even way back in in the olden days, like aeons ago, when the Necrons were looking at doing their whole converting the flesh to machine Mm -hmm. thing like that also fed Vashdor. So he, he was there. He is aware of the Necron. He like, this is nothing of this is new to him. Yeah. So maybe like there's like, maybe we see resolution to some extremely old lore ideas. I love that because of this new connection
0: and then progress forward, forward, progress,
1: Mm -hmm. forward, progress, always fun, Mm -hmm. which brings us to that fourth book. which is ordo xenos redacted are we seeing the connection to to necron are we seeing the connection to other xenos who have a a a high tech um bend yeah i mean who is technologically advanced in the galaxy i mean there is the tau that did go uh that basically did the equivalent of 10,000 years or more of, of technological evolution in the span of less, yeah, the span of six. Like they, they went from being extremely primitive to being one of the most advanced races in no time. Who influenced that? Right. Uh, there's, I mean, the orcs have their own take on technology. Is that separate from Vastor's influence? Does that feed Vastor's influence? The Necrons? Are probably very interested, and all of this, all of this needs to tie back to arcs of omen. It doesn't yes. always, it doesn't necessarily need to tie to Vashdor. It needs to tie to the, the arcs of omen. So those space hawks. and as it's we mentioned earlier,
0: probably on one or whatever.
1: Yeah, because here's the thing: it could just be here's a new race that's yeah. on space hulk, and they're everywhere. Like, I would love to see them just exploit the idea of space vermin. Mm -hmm. Here's the Rudd. Yep. And you don't hear about the Rudd because usually they're on abandoned spaceships. They're on space hogs. Like, once in a while, people will cross their path, but nobody gives a damn. But now there is an actual force that is making a concerted effort to convert their homes. Like You're imagine you're a society of rats all (laughs) over a bunch of houses in a neighborhood and someone's like all right we're revamping all these houses and putting them back like we're flipping them we're flipping these houses and the rats like wait well no this is home screw you guys we're revolting and then you get rat kings and you get all like can we get that can i get my ruds And Mm -hmm. they're just—they're rising up from the space Hulk, and that's what stops chaos from using the arcs of omen to conquer the galaxy. Rats? I know. That'd be
0: great. I now want flip my space Hulk. Yes, (laughs) this is my new, my new.
1: I've just talked myself into being extremely excited about something that's not going to happen again. Flip
0: my space Hulk. Oh,
1: it'd be (sighs) so good though, because like, because it's it's. Basically taking the orc's Luda mentality and like cranking it up to 11 yeah. with little rats. Mm-hmm. Assuming they use the rat visual and not the I yeah. don't have joints visual yeah, for the rub. Yeah. Don't yeah, love that. I do not like that I, at all. Space rats. Mm. Space, give me my space rats.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Space rats versus Vashdor. Oh,
0: very good. Oh, I would be if, that would be a tough one for me. That give me that box. No, no, no,
1: no, cuz here's what happened. Here's what happened. Like right. by that time, um <laughs> by the time all of this comes out, like mm-hmm. there, there's dark mechanicum and yes. there's space rat salvagers and you, you you make enough money from your podcasting, you move to Montreal and then you <laughs> do like a four-year can't crusade campaign that's all about just that. <laughs> Paint tutorials and Mm -hmm. and, and battle reports Mm -hmm. and all that dumb stuff. Amazing. Yeah.
0: Um, I do want to specify that these books, like they said, these are a standalone campaign. You do not need to buy these books to add that one unit to your army if you're playing in matched play. That is not what this is. They have listened to us. Thank you. Thank you very much for listening to us on that one. And now we have, like... It's just a campaign and like for people like us who are not big matched play people this is real good. I, I
1: don't mind a match play. No, I'm but we enjoy about a, yeah.
0: We enjoy a narrative.
1: Ugh. And And that's great. Like, I like the idea that, okay, match play is going to be the tournaments. It's going to be the meta watch. Mm It's going to be all those, like, the FAQs and the data slates that we keep these things updated all the time. Yeah. Like, we're going to get nitty-gritty with that. But if you want narrative, if you want the story to move forward, we're going to do that. But we're going to do that with the narrative play. Yeah. And really leaning into what people like of each of these two ways to play. Brilliant. it's It's...
0: I think a lot of that comes from the fact that the hobby has gotten so big, whereas, you know, in previous times, you kind of had to pick, right? Like GW yeah, kind of couldn't focus on both because they just didn't have the resources. But now they do because we give them all of our money. And oh. and now they're going to give us everything we want. And we'll all live and, happily ever after
1: with space And bats. that is the absolute biggest benefit of having the hobby grow because yeah. i know there's like there is this and, and i'm I, I feel it sometimes like i look at how big the hobby is growing like all the video games dark tide came out it's super yes, fun they, 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 they like i look at how big it's going and compared to when i got into it and when i got into it it did feel like oh this is my thing and i am special because mm-hmm. i like this I, I can make this part of my personality because it's such a <laughs> yeah. like it's such a rare thing so to speak and like it did give you kind of like this this is my club and that is cool and it feels like a shame that we're losing it but seeing what we're gaining in return makes it all worthwhile like a hundredfold and you can make other dumb things part of your personality plus you have
0: you have your own like little sub sub group within the hobby now you know what i mean whereas before it was like if you were the warhammer guy you were
1: just like the warhammer guy the warhammer guy because nobody cared about the sub stuff like but, but now you now can you be can very be the orc into guy.
0: ash Wastes nomads and that's yes. your thing and that's great yes or and, you can be
1: us, per- exactly man yeah. <laughs> but no you, you're, you're absolutely right because like it's not just about like oh i can be orc or i can be space marine like it, it doesn't even have to be just space sub factions like right you really want to have your own little club like be the ai player be the yeah. aeronautica imperialist player and you're like you're going to be in a very very rarefied environment <laughs> there yes unfortunately because mm-hmm. it is the best game but here mm-hmm. we are yeah it's good I'm. I'm. it's funny because i was preparing um i do prepare for this like i was yeah. preparing for this uh for, for this this recording and looking at the preview and and looking at the images again and thinking man i don't know if there's that much for me to get excited about like it feels very anemic like there's no release dates they didn't dig that deep into like the lore of the the arcs of omen but now that we talk about it i'm realizing yeah you know what maybe i am more into this than i thought like i like the idea of them doing the narrative thing separate from the match play a little bit
0: yep i'm into it so that wraps up the review we will next week we'll circle back to some of the stuff we didn't cover that did come out this week there was not a ton of it but things like the new necromunda vehicle and the animation that came onto warhammer plus that you and i have to discuss with the people
1: if you want to hear about the necromunda vehicle we did give our uh, opinion on that on 40k radio we did so we if you if you want to go listen to that podcast, we record it with Matt, Matt Alex, who is just an awesome dude. Yep. And we do talk a little bit about the, the the new Necromando thing.
0: Yeah. The pre-orders this week are basically all made to order Chaos Dudes from the olden times, which is fine. But not...
1: It's fine. Yeah. They, they won't carry a
0: whole episode. No. So I think that about wraps this up. Yes?
1: Yes. Yes. I am looking forward to this i'm mm-hmm. going to wait for those books to come out for arcs of omen because i'm they, very interested i don't want to make promises yet mm-hmm. but if when Vastor comes out you don't want to like stream painting yeah. that guy yeah i do yeah, okay. yeah i do <laughs>
0: um they did say that the first book will be out before christmas so that's sooner than one thanks and treat yourself yeah very exciting so all of our social media information is in the description if you want to get in touch with us and tell us your feelings about the arcs of omen and be excited with us like just be excited with us we don't care if you don't like it it's fine and until next week happy hobbying